0: Hey everyone, it is the Build-Up Show. Liverpool are taking on Brighton uh, at the Amex Stadium this weekend. I am Paul Machin, I'm joined by Steve Plunkett and John Machin for this one. Dad, I haven't done a show with you for yonks. I know. This is great. Um, what weird, by the way, because we're doing this live um, Thursday morning amid the chaos of all the breaking news around Roman Abramovich sanctions and Chelsea are going to not be able to have like... Sell tickets or sell merchandise and sell hot dogs and all kinds of stuff. Um, so sitting here and talking about I Liverpool versus Brighton game feels mad, um, I will be sitting down with Neil Jones, we're live streaming 2pm on Redmen Plus uh, with the weekly Jeno Insight Show and I asked Neil, I said look any chance we can just talk about Roman Rambrich and Chelsea and he said yep, um, so Neil is getting up to date with all of that stuff so we want to get some real insight into what's going on there and what it could mean to Chelsea, come and join me over on Redmen Plus uh, this afternoon and beyond for that in video and later on the day in podcast form as well we will try our best until then to, um, to talk about Brighton-Liverpool because, yeah, I, that, that Brighton game at Anfield, one of the biggest stains really on our campaign so far uh, to have thrown it away in the way that we did. If Liverpool don't win the league title or if they lose it out by a, a handful of points, I think there's a couple of games that will be the stand ones. It'll be Brentford away and it'll be Brighton at home. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brighton don't score goals. Except against us, <laughs> yeah. The only teams they score against are in the bottom two or three, yeah. apart from us. Yeah. And why that is, I just don't know. Um, let's hope it doesn't uh, occur again at the weekend. Yeah. I mean, they're not as good a team as they were. They seem to have uh, gone off the boil. It's as if this, the players have said, "Well, we played all this lovely football,
0: still doesn't get us anywhere." Because yeah. we've got no strikers. Yeah. Except against Liverpool, yes, of course. Well, there is a there is a bit to that. You have that in the psychology of sides, and I'm not, not going to sit here and write Brighton off because it'd be foolish to do so. Because we've seen how much they can they can have the ability to hurt. Yeah, it feels like they they're in a horrible run of form, absolutely horrendous, and they're losing to teams that really. Like, I can't quite fathom how they are, where they are in the league. I mean, at the moment, they are 13th in the table. A win against us could take them up as high as 9th. Mm-hmm. A defeat would do nothing because they've got a nice, comfy uh, five-point buffer, although Newcastle do have a game in hand, so it could start to creep up on them, <laughs> of course. But, um, yeah, they are... I just don't really know where to, where to place them, really, and I agree like, there might be that psychological point where, as my dad kind of points out there, you had a bit with Leicester. It's like you you start to feel like, "Oh, well, this is the this is the best we'll do. We can go and win." The way they don't have the capability of battering teams because they don't have the goals in yes. them. So there is a there's a limit to how successful Brighton really can be.
2: Yeah, I think the reason why referencing John's point, there, I think the reason why they do well against us is because they're both front foot teams. Brighton don't sit back. Brighton play their brand of football, so they come at you. So, so we've talked about this before against Liverpool, against Chelsea, against Manchester City. You have to be brave. Brighton are brave every game. They play on the front foot. Yeah. They play with that, you know, expansive midfielders who want to create chances. That they don't take them, but they create them. So they spend a lot of time with the ball and a lot of time asking you questions but you know we we are good enough to go there and get get the results we? The, the the Anfield game will be on the mind of the players and the staff and it'll been spoken about this week yeah. and i think what's really important is 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 controlling the game because against a team like brighton if you don't control the game this is what we saw you you referenced it at the start of the show we gave points away against them because we we surrendered control of the midfield yeah was really really critical that the, the, the team selection, which we'll get onto, the midfield caters for that for me.
0: Yeah, it's um, just looking at the, the, the recent form for them. Obviously, they lost to Newcastle two-one at the weekend, two-nil. They lost to Villa at home the, the weekend before. They lost three nil to Burnley. Wow. Um, they lost. To, I mean, for God's sake, they lost two 0 to Manchester United. Um, they mm-hmm. beat Wofford prior to that, but they, they've only actually beaten Watford, West Brom, and Everton uh, in 2022, Dad. So I think to, to, to Steve's point, I'm, wa- I'm I'm a bit wary of this this attitude of we should win, yada yada yada, but we should win. I mean, yada yeah, yada. Yeah. yada.
1: Where Liverpool of course, so teams do play better against us. They yeah. raise their game. It's some kind of badge of honour, yeah. and therefore, if they play to their best form, they'll give us a good game because they're yeah. good footballers, good footballing team, well organised. You know, and as Steve said, you know they, they play on the front foot. They they do create chances, um, and our luck, they'll take a couple of them. You know, yeah. but you know we can out gun them. And after the other night, I can't believe we won't score goals. Yeah, we can't keep on missing them like we did the other night. It's just unfathomable yeah. as a concept. it yeah. doesn't compute. Yeah,
0: or, you know, missing more chances. Well, I think that's an interesting so. point. Just to stick with you on that one is you're right. I think there's a little bit of I don't know. Just a, there's a there's a tinge. Of negativity that's come from the midweek game at and into Milan and and I, I think there's a there's just that thing of nobody likes to see Liverpool not win a football match and, and, and obviously not and hitting the post a couple of times. I didn't like
1: to see us lose our home record, you know. Yeah. That that annoyed me, particularly yeah. when we were throwing chances away. Yeah. Um but the end of the day, I mean, people are saying Inzaghi's a master genius tactician and he, they needed to beat us by three goals and they had one shot in the whole game and I can remember. Mm. So what, what kind of tactics are they? Yeah. They didn't come to try and win the game 3-0. They, they came to try and show that they were as good a team as we are. Yeah. Which is different. It's not the right tactic for a game when you're two nil down. Yeah. So you know, I I think you know two nil's the worst score you can possibly have. I hate it. Because yeah. you don't know whether to attack and you don't know whether to defend. Yeah. So you know, I'm happy we got through to the next round. Fine.
0: It does feel a little bit like that. I think that's spot on there, Steve. Is that? We really know what to do. So Liverpool's game plan was to kind of just scratch forty-five minutes off the board, which we did, and then have a and a go forty-five minutes. Okay, Sam. We'll, we'll just we'll do whatever we want to do in that forty-five minutes. And, and when the, the goals don't go in, it does feel a little bit worse. It just feels. A, I know it's hard to sort of place this, but we've not been great. We've yeah. not been in great form, but we have our, our form is. Astonishing, you know, we we haven't lost games of football, you know, basically at all this year, this year, uh, up until up until that one. So it is just a weird it's just a very weird way to feel about it because West Ham was a little bit more of a struggle. I think we we, we yeah. certainly would have hoped it would have been the League Cup final. We haven't gone all deep all the way to to keeper pens um, is is a thing as well. And then uh, you know there's there's there's, there's the interval thing to add into this. It would be nice, I think, for everyone's psyche if this was a game where Liverpool just went and did a did a a 2 niller or a 3 niller, and had it be largely shown up,
2: really? Well, it's a game that the fans want us to pass the eye test. And this time mm. of the season, the eye test isn't important; it's the results. You know. Yes. Uh, and we're, we're now in the business end of the season, so I would agree we've not been we've not been playing brilliantly in terms of our attacking endeavours in the last two or three games. We beat Norwich well because Norwich were dreadful. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, we've not hit that form. And it is a little bit of a concern. And if you look at the the, the ratings of the players from the midweek game, it's the the final third where we struggled. Mm -hmm. We went into that game uh, very passive for me. It was kind of do we stick or do we bust? And you end up doing neither of those things. And then you just kind of, like you say, scratch around for 45 minutes. And then to change the mental psychology of a team that's got itself into that mindset is really, really difficult. You have to go into the game Focused on your job and and executing. Yeah, I I suppose just just to
0: swing it back. Mo Salah takes one of those chances. Exactly. That he? hits the post with which, let's be honest, he just normally does. It's not an issue. matt is six, six inches lower. Uh, you know, with it with his with his head no, uh, there. Right at the death when Robo didn't get
1: across him, and that's all he had to do is put I the ball. Beat one ball. man, he? yeah, and he doesn't do it. I mean that it's not really us. I mean it's odd that we we've hit this sort of um, famine up front when just after we signed Diaz, when we were all thinking, oh, we're going to score a bag full now, yeah. now that we've got him. But of course, Bobby's not been fit and people underestimate
0: how much he does for that side. Yeah, there's this notion that Bobby Firmino's done Jota's the answer, Jota's the future, but like particularly those midweek games, you know, when you just want someone to just do something a little bit different just to shake things up. And of course, Jota, you know, he's not in great form at the moment mm-hmm.
1: either. You yeah. Know. Um, he... It's really unusual for him not to score, because that's he's that kind of a forward. Yeah. But he's not looked like scoring.
2: He looks like a player that coming back from injury is going to take half a dozen games just to make the straps, yeah. as it were. Yeah, so, yeah. and and that's dangerous if you're in the position we're in. So you know, right now. Um, crying out for Bobby to be back because the link play was missing on, against Inter Milan, the, the, the figure in the middle of the park that sewed it all together wasn't there and we played a, le- a very left-sided player on the right side of our central midfield and Curtis Jones didn't have a bad game mm-hmm. but what it did do is it affected the balance of the team for me You know, I thought he'd get the ball and he would turn inside so he could use his left foot Mm-hmm. When on the right-hand side, it's all about it being expansive down that channel and getting Mo involved, isn't it? So it's only a small thing, but I think it affected our balance just a little bit. But you know, we'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, and and that's kind of the the mission here is to just tick on, really. And we have been because it was. It's, I find it's such a weird period of the season to analyse mm-hmm. that it's unprecedented, really, and certainly for us doing what we what we are doing. Liverpool have never been this good before and then just in terms of how deep we are in competitions really we haven't been this deep since i think like 1983 so there's actually a point where in my lifetime liverpool have never actually been at, you know at this kind of good before and i, I guess i guess we forget sometimes that uh, the treble was a bit like the treble season was a bit like this in 2001 where there's the point where if you're going to win everything you're going to have to accept that the way in which you win is probably not Gonna be what you're living up to. Whereas if you go and put all your eggs into one basket, you can give all your attention. You can, you know, like to 2013, 14. Liverpool are brilliant in the league because they don't have any Europe to think about. When you when you, your season falls away in a variety of different places, you can go gung ho on the FA Cup. You can go gung ho on the Champions League. Or you can go what one or the other. There might be a thing of which, yeah, we might have the, the rest of the season might end up being a little bit like it's a lot of well, single uh, goals. It's victories. unrealistic to think that you can go and play
1: expansive football and win every game 4-0 just because we've got that kind of a team. Mm-hmm. The fact is, the players feel the tension as well. Yeah. They're going out knowing they can't afford to lose in the league. They've got, In fact, they can't even afford to draw. They've got to win yeah. those mm-hmm. games. So you, you're not taking chances. You know, and and you don't play with such a freedom. It just you know tense up, and then you do rely on your forwards to take the odd chance when it comes. Yeah, you know, um, and it's going to be like that till the end of the season. We're going to struggle in some games, and we're going to
0: grind out results, and that's how what champions do. And to the point, though, Brighton, not a bad opponent to have in this regard, because you look at what, who the teams... We haven't... We have struggled against, given that the people you know, come out on top in all of them, whether it's the fixture or the tie. Chelsea, very well organised, very well disciplined sides Three at the back, looking to stay for what you do. You look at... The Inter Milan side, as you mentioned there, again, another team who, who expended their energies trying to stop Liverpool doing what Liverpool do. And, and West Ham, similar. you know, David Moyes has built a career on being solid, being resolute, and they had a little bit of quality to kind of cause us a couple of stresses up top as well. Coming to Brighton actually might be a nice... Freer, you know they might be able to come come out into this one with a bit more added motivation because of that game earlier in the season actually yeah well, goal a bit. A bit the game
1: the other night i think that will motivate the forwards yeah. you know they know we lost because they didn't take their chances Yeah. and i think mo for instance that his comment about while well, i hit the post twice maybe next time i'll score a hat trick i think you might well score a hat
0: trick you yeah. know that's the kind of guy he is yeah you know, I the thing that Liverpool have got have got going on at the moment as well because you mentioned since Diaz come in and Diaz has looked brilliant, but one thing that he is is he's he's still earning his stripes. Mm. He I don't think as much as he when he when he's left to his own devices, you can see how wonderful a player he is. But when he's left with a decision point, and that decision point is do I pass to one of the other established lads or do I take it on myself? I still think he's being caught between two stools a bit, and the great example being that run against West Ham where if it's Sadio Mane running ahead of him or no-one running ahead of him, he probably just clean takes it on himself. But I, I, there's a little indecision, I think, that creeps into his mind of, is it my job to make sure Mo Salah gets the goal in the in this circumstance? And that's a little thing where he's taken along nicely. But, yeah, it's and, and again, even like Jota, to some extent, Jota's come in and he's he's been, he's been great, but... But I'm going back to the Bobby Firmino points, the the established front three know each other inside and out. And then there's degrees down the down the order when the game is tight and fine margins are gonna make the big difference. We've kind of we have undercut what we do, even though you might argue we've improved the quality of, of player.
2: And he's been at the club six weeks, so <laughs> let, let's let's be right, the, yeah. the Liverpool system is a complex one and everyone has a, a, a multitude of things to do to make it work Yeah, and he's, and he's kind of a maverick at the moment in that system, he's capable of, of the unexpected because the defenders in the league don't know what he's, what he's capable of, they don't know what he's about, so so they can't plan for him. But we're, we're more fluid when we put the more experienced three or four in there. You know, you can include Jota in that conversation now because he's been with us long enough to know his role inside. And, you know, I'm, I'm still very much team Bobby in terms of, of, of building play and, and doing things at the right time and where you come and get the ball and then who you give it to, you're quite right. I think Diaz at the moment is, it not, is a question to say, is he trying too hard? Mm-hmm. Because... Technically, he's up against Mane and Jota for that left side, front three. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just the come up point we'll do when he'll feel totally part of everything that we're doing and he won't second-guess anything that he Appreciate does it. and we're going to have an absolute <clears throat> yeah, an absolute beast on our hands once again. Um, right, uh, we are going to take a very short break. We've got a super chat uh, before we do from Conor McMullen. So it's exciting that we're still in the run to win every cup. Last night was a weird one, uh, but going through is all that matters. Yeah, exactly, and that was, that was the point with the Inter Milan stuff is that... Clock kind of mentioned it about like you have you're going to lose games of football, best to lose them when they don't really matter. That's the beauty. We've done this in seasons gone by where the Champions League group stage has been a good chance for us to kind of shake things out a little bit and work out where the flaws in what we do are without it harming any of the endeavors. You go and, you're going and for. fans
1: who are unhappy should thank the Lord that Sanchez got sent off because that
0: last 15 minutes would have been horrible if yeah. he hadn't been, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely that. Uh, yeah, get your comments and anything we discuss if you want to send any messages in to us, whether you're a club legend uh, and you've got the Discord uh, open in front of you uh, over over there. You can get the questions in or the YouTube live comments, of course, and we'll read through some of the best ones at the back end of the show. But we are going to take a very short break. Uh, trivia question to tide you over until we get back. Uh, name the two most recent Liverpool players to play for Brighton.
3: Hey guys, it's Steve here. Hopefully you are enjoying this podcast. Just want to let you guys know if you want even more Red Men TV goodness in your ears. Every single show that we produce over on our subscription service, Redmen Plus, also comes in podcast format. So you can get all of our amazing content on the go. Hopefully you enjoyed that one and hopefully you enjoyed the rest of this show.
0: Sound. Um, I asked the question: Who are the two most recent Liverpool players to play for Brighton and Hove Albion? Both of them. Um, the it didn't take you long. You just just. Threw this one out there didn't you
2: Steve? yeah there's been seven in total and the, the latest the last two were adam lallana and zhao Teixeira. Zhao
0: Teixeira was the tricky one in that one so yeah well done if you obviously knew Lalana. if you didn't know lallana then like there's none there was nothing down for you in that <laughs> one but yeah we were going through even i knew lallana yeah yeah yeah. we were going through some of the more random ones and you mentioned that uh, jimmy case mark lawrenson Hector Lawson back in 1896. Everyone got that one right. Um, Bobby Marshall, 1876. Woo. Wow. Alan Navarro, of course, uh, of, of uh, youth team and, 2001. And Jimmy became the manager. Uh, Tom yeah. Robertson, Michael Robinson, Dean Saunders, Alex South and uh, Joao Carlos Teixeira, along with Adam Lalana, who for some reason, LFC history, have yet to add to that list. Um, right, sound. Uh, let's talk about the, the Reds and what we're doing here. Just kind of following the conversation on uh, from pre-break there, that my, where I've generally come, come to the understanding of this section of the season now, this is like, it's all just prep at the moment. And it's weird because it, it makes it sound like these games aren't important. These games that we're playing now are more important than any other football matches because... Look, at some point in the future, we might be at another couple of finals and we might be at a last day shootout with Man City for the title. But if we don't win these games, then we won't be. It's as Absolutely. simple as that. But that means that we're in the grind. That's where we're at. This is just about, it's not about performance. It's not about anything. This is, when we won the title, this is a bit like what it was like in November and December when we just went about winning and we got a lot of late wins and whatever. This is the time where Liverpool just need to, Kind of do that. Yeah, you grind out results. and City will be doing the same.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, they, if you look at them, when they've won the title, they weren't winning their games five and six nil at the end of the season. They were getting. Well, you remember that famous one nil against Leicester at home? Mm-hmm. You know, they're the kind of results you need. <laughs> yeah. They're the kind of results you need if you want to win the championship. And we've got to do that to, so that when we get to the game at the Etihad, we're still in that hunt. Yeah. But you know, if we we lose a couple
0: of games between you know that game would just be irrelevant. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we're, play, we're playing for. We're actually more short term than that. Steve. The our game in hand is Arsenal in midweek, and that's the point where you want to you want to walk out of the Emirates three points behind Manchester City minimum. You know, that's that that's the, that's you that's what you're aiming for. And then hopefully you've then got a clean run all the way to the Etihad when you play them and have that game matter. But that's what we're playing for now. We're not playing for a trophy. We're not playing for an open top right here and right now. We're playing for the right to challenge Man City for the title. And that's an awkward mentality to be in um, because it's kind of the point I was driving up before is that If we're top of the league, we're talking about that West Ham win at the week last weekend as title-winning form. But because we're in the chase, we would all probably feel loads more relaxed about it if Liverpool could just get back to the swing of winning comfortably. But realistically, as I say, we need to set our expectations at, and it's three points by hook or by crook. If Liverpool surprises and we get
2: some marvellous moments in between, then that is wonderful. But it's not important. And it's human factor at the end of the day. You can do what you want on the training ground. You can sit in the analyst room and talk about what the other team do. But once the game starts, you don't know how those 11 players are going to react. It's, it's difficult to do this. I think get best case scenario would be results go our way and we go to the Etihad and we're not in a position where we have to win that game. It would be nice to sort of know that you could draw it and all bets are still on for the rest of the season in terms of the league. But you're right, it, it's about... There's a famous saying in football, you have to win the right, we have to win the right to think about having an open bus parade, and the only way we do that is by winning our games and getting to a position where the Etihad becomes massive, It'd be a huge, a one of our biggest games in our history, given where we are and what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's, let's get the games out of the way, and by the way, going to, to the Emirates to play Arsenal at the moment isn't going to be an easy task, because they're playing well, yeah. but I'd rather be in a position to do that than not. Yeah,
0: no, a hundred percent on that. And as it stands, a fully fit squad to pick from as well. I can't think of anything that bad happened in midweek. Cobb was talking about this ahead of the Inter Milan game, Dad, and I guess that we're we're still in that point, and this goes back to the whole staging area stuff. There's probably a couple of lads who you just need to play some football if we're going to use them. There's clearly like your Divacorrigies and your Minaminos who. Off less essential. They'll get their minutes when we need them to get minutes down the line at some point. So the FA Cup will yeah. be their time. Mean, for against me, the, the, the guys who
1: you have to consider for, for game time. Harvey Elliott and oxlade Chamberlain, yeah, you know that they haven't been getting enough minutes recently. But and it's just a question of picking your games. So and it'll only be one of them mm-hmm. at the most. Yeah. They, may, they may still not play. Yeah, but there really is only one spot up for grabs for those lads. Yeah, because Henderson, Thiago, and Fabinho are going to take up two of the three. Yes. I would think in every game we play now. Yeah, so there's only one spot left.
3: Yeah,
0: I wonder whether this is a game where. We see, because we, we we've been rotate, well, we've been rotating out of necessity for Thiago. Right, he's been injured. Um but Henderson and Fabinho, we've been definitely making a concerted effort to rotate them more in the last couple of weeks because that'll be that'll be an essential thing to keeping them both fit and firing. I wonder see whether this is a game where Hendo goes back into the six, gives Fabinho a little bit of a a little bit of a rest and a breather in this one, and that does maybe open up an opportunity to have to open up two spots in the midfield to get some some lads in, or and gives you another sixty minutes of, of Tiago, another thirty minutes of Naby, or you know again because at this point, Curtis Jones could probably do with another another game because he just seems to be finding a little bit of form yeah. off the back of not even being in the matchday squads. But I think my dad's spot on there. Harvey Elliott, and then an Oxide Chamberlain. All of a sudden, has gone down back to that point where. You, you run in the risk of putting Ox in, and you know he needs a bit of time mm. to get up to speed. So, you, you're actually making your team worse the longer you leave Ox out and then drop him back in again. Yeah, totally.
2: But where we are will dictate the personnel that come into the game. And if they've sat and watched the video of the, the home game, and I referenced it earlier on in the show, we didn't control the midfield at all on the day, or not particularly well anyway, in large periods. So we might see 60-30, like you say, and it's, you say it quite a bit and it's true. We might see the three usual suspects for 60 minutes and then Jones, Jones is playing well, but Jones needs to play on the left. He needs to play in the position that Thiago has been playing in. Yeah. So for me, that's a, an easy decision, to so 60-30, those two. Mm-hmm. And then Henderson, uh, Elias on the other side. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain probably is maybe behind... Jones, Cater, and Elias at the moment, which makes life difficult for him, and that's pure purely because of the size and the quality of the squad we've got. In another team in the Premier League, he plays every week. Yeah, so it's a difficult one. But I think personally, when we do the teams, we'll talk about it. I think controlling the game is is paramount.
0: Yeah, and it's. I wonder whether there'll come a point when we really hit the business end, where it just goes back to the type of just playing, twelve or thirteen players uh, every single every single week but again at, at this point much like we're saying about the right to get into those big games we're kind of earning that right to have your best players strong come the back end <coughs> of the season but I do think that plays into the disjointed stuff a bit Dad is that we're changing a lot we're making more changes than we've done to the ele- de- deliberately think, making I more think, changes I think
1: this is the season where Klopp has, has rotated a lot more and basically he's got a better squad now so mm-hmm. we can afford to do it But I mean, we've got a cup tie next weekend and I can't see him playing his top 11 in that game. So.
3: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. That's
1: where players will get a rest if they need it. But, you know, you've got players like Matip and Thiago who've got injury clouds hanging over them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, th- I think they're the kind of guys who maybe we'll play one a week rather than two. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only one for me nailed on for a start against Brighton in midfield is Henderson. Yeah, I absolutely. think he's absolutely nailed on to play. I'm not sure whether he arrests Fabinho or not. But I do think he arrests Tiago because uh, for that reason, it's one game a week for him.
0: I think the fact that Tiago starts against Inter Milan is an important yeah. factor in this. He have not come back from injury, is that he needed to get him in. You know how important he is. Clearly, he wants to get him up to speed. He was, he was
1: terrific, wasn't
0: yeah. he? Yeah. And I don't think he. I think because he'll want him to play against Arsenal, you're not going to bring him in for Brighton and then expect him to go a few days later on. I haven't come straight back from injury, so I, I agree. It seems likely Tiago would drop out for this one. I mean, the good thing is Naby Keita can bring navigator in or, you, again, you can bring mm. Curtis Jones in or, or whatever. But I agree on that. I think Henderson Henderson is absolutely nailed on. And it's then that case of... The, I think the Forest stuff is useful, isn't it, Steve? Because yeah. it means that we can, you can pretty much go with the Inter Milan team again against Arsenal, maybe with one or two slight, slight t- tweaks. And this game is about still putting out the best team you can to beat Brighton, but it's not going to be a strong... In inverted commas, a team, as we saw in midweek, I don't think all we're going to see at the, at the Emirates next week.
2: Such as the squad options, they might, might already have two team sheets and go, right, Nottingham Forest, pencil those guys in as long as they fit. That's the team. Put yeah. that there, don't worry about it. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. In terms of the league... Let's see what's left. And you're right. I don't think... If you look at since the Chelsea Cup final, we've played four games in nine days or eight days, Mm -hmm. which is a lot to ask, especially as John quite rightly references, there are some injury concerns historically with Matip and more recently with Thiago. So there is the scope to change it. And Curtis Jones is more than an able deputy to come in and play on the left side of central midfield Mm -hmm. because he carries the ball and he asks questions and he's a progressive player and he looks forward. And I really like that. Yeah. it's interesting, the, the permutations are huge at the moment and, and we often find ourselves sitting here trying to second-guess what Klopp's going to do and invariably we get it wrong, but it's it's good conversation, it's good to talk about, good to try and understand it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's it, we're having to
2: redefine
0: what our understanding of how Jürgen Klopp manages and how he manages his squad, because we do know that he always enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed liked to rotate his midfield three when he had maybe like four, maybe five at best options. We've never seen... This before where there's lads who are good enough to play for 18 of the Premier League teams who can't even make matchday squads at this point. But it's a, that, that's, a, that's a very interesting challenge and it, is, it, it does make the discussion quite interesting because I think we could all make a strong case for a completely different midfield three each Absolutely.
1: for this I mean, one. Henderson, I think, is nailed on simply because he didn't play yes. to, to begin with the other night. But if you look at the impact he had when he came on, and the way it freed up Trent to, to get more across the halfway line and, yeah. and become dangerous. There's an argument that tactically he's pretty essential to the team now, Henderson, yeah. you know, as well, even though he's quite maligned still
0: by a lot of people. Yeah, and I, to be to be fair, depending where we play him, of course, I actually I like Jordan Henderson as a six, I do. I know we hold Fabinho up there because he's just perfection in that role, but Henderson has a different style to it. He does a lot of the things just exactly just as well. I think he's got a slightly I think he's got a better range of passing. He's clearly got I think he's a he's a bit more mobile than Fabinho, which is not to say Fabinho's not mobile, just that Henderson's a bit more mobile. Um, and I, I I and this isn't exclusively true because of it it kind of implies that Fabinho's just this sort of stopper. But I do feel like if we're if we're playing in a game where we're expected to be have loads of the ball, but be the dominant team and be the dominant footballing team, and they're not a, a physical, brutish lot. Henderson in the six is a good idea because it gives you that opportunity to then put Jones, Thiago, Kater, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Harvey Elliott in front of them. Not all of them, obviously, um, but a selection from there. And then you've actually got, you're playing three eights or you're playing two eights and a ten yeah. in your midfield as opposed to a six and two eights or two sixes and an eight, etc., etc. et cetera. So, yeah, he could allow us to do a little bit more. And he's,
2: he's arguably the best organiser of our midfield in mm. terms of the communication side of it because yeah. when we struggled and all those players got injured, now watch the back four. Fabino didn't talk a lot, mm-hmm. whereas Henderson speaks all the time. Yeah. So, if you're going to play Curtis Jones and you're going to develop Curtis Jones, to have Henderson sitting behind him saying, you should be there, you should be there, you should be here, you should do this, you should do that. Yeah. It's part of his development, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I asked the question, who starting midfield for you versus Brighton into our club legend. Discord chat, Scott T said, Tiago Fabinho, Hendo, bring on Harvey slash Curtis um, if needed. Yeah, you know, I, I can I can definitely see that. I mean, again, good both down to the three subs thing and what else we're looking to do around the pitch. If Bobby's going to play, then you know you can't see a me. You Firmino know, comes in and does a straight 90 minutes yeah. so you're looking at one at least for the front three and if Bobby's starting it means you know you're then only got two spaces to pick from Salah Mane Diaz and Jota so yeah. you want at least one of them coming into the game so there's one to two you know you, you, you're starting to use subs before you've even started to rotate your midfield yeah. options I mean I think Bobby will be on
1: the bench rather than play myself yeah. and I think the question mark is: Is it Jota or Diaz who plays? Um, I mean, I quite like Mane as a centre forward rather than mm-hmm. um, out on out wide at the moment. Yeah. Um, so then Diaz obviously was in much better on the left than, than Jota. But that, I don't know. Well, it could be any of
0: wealth any of them. riches, wealth of options, yeah, yeah. wealth of stresses. The big, big thing for me is
1: that teams clearly put three men on Salah to yeah. stop him try to stop him, doesn't know his work, as we've seen. But mm. um I don't see Brighton doing that consistently. Yeah. So I, I think, you know,
0: um Salah's gonna be the man at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um yes, uh, I wanna know what your elevens are. Let me know in the comments section. Again, Club Legends use the Discord chat. Uh we will be sc- discussing our elevens, we'll be looking at the other Premier League fixtures and what that maybe means. Um in the wider sense for the league and of course getting through your comments and stuff uh, after uh, another very short break.
3: Hey guys, how would you like to get your hands on this amazing prize? It's a framed signed share from two icons of Liverpool Football Club. European Cup winner Bruce Grobbler and former LFC manager Roy Evans have signed this amazing share for us. All you need to do to get your hands on this or be in with a chance of getting your hands on this is be a Red Men Plus Club Legends subscriber. Each and every month we give away an amazing prize to one of our club legends. We've already given away a signed Jordan Henderson print and a Frame sign shared by two icons of Liverpool Football Club, Ronnie Whelan and Steve McMahon. So head on over to the Redmen TV.com right now and become a club legend subscriber on Redmen Plus. Hey, all you wonderful
0: Redmen Plus subscribers, you guys awesome and you know what else is awesome we've got an incredible deal that we've just managed to get across the line with director and oft Redmen star Jay Pearson for his brand new documentary uh, The Story of a Crew Jay as you all know is obsessed with Liverpool's a crew kit from the 90s in the best possible way and he got a wide ranging load of contributors to talk about the origins and the history around it and beyond people who work for Wade Smith who work for Reebok Peter Moore former of Pilsio who worked at Reebok at the time spoke to him uh, and a whole hoax more go beyond the kit itself into the story uh, the trailer will be dropping this Friday so keep your eyes peeled for that and then the full documentary will be coming in the international break just wanted to keep you updated with all that it's going to be amazing uh, so yeah make sure you check it out when it drops on Redmen Plus on with the show yes loads of boss things are coming up um, on Redmen Plus the crew stuff we're really proud of that Jay Pearson has done an astonishing job It's our first like outside uh, production, as it were, Jay came to was with this. We all know anyone who follows Jay I will know it. he adores a crew and all things around it. So he's gone and made the definitive documentary. A trailer, the full trailer will be dropping on Friday on our socials. So stay tuned and keep your eyes peeled for all that good stuff as well. And then, yeah, International Break Week, that will be streaming exclusively on Red Men Plus. Uh, it's funny, the point was made the other day about like it's a, it's a thing about a kit and how much can you possibly talk or know about it. But it's so iconic, and there's actually so many fascinating little stories behind it. the people who were kind of who, who, who into it, and the, and the decision making, and you know, there's people involved, it like Wade Smith, at the time, people outside the club who had a really strong influence on the on the fashion and what that meant for it, and then what that meant for the kit scene and what have you been moving forward. Really, really, really good stuff. But anyway, yeah, trailer to follow on Friday, and of course, get involved with that club legend competition right now. Every month we have got an amazing prize to be given away. We've had a space of signed. Uh, so if you join up red men plus and you do the top tier which is called legends you get access to discord you get free and discounted <laughs> merchandise as well and you get entered into the draw uh, for those incredible monthly competition prizes and all right sounds um what is your 11 for this one dad it's really tough it is <laughs> i'm
1: going with allison mm-hmm. trent canate Virgil van Dijk and Simicas. Simicas. And my midfield's going to be Fabinho, Henderson and Jones. Okay. And my front three is Salah, Mane and Diaz.
2: Sad. okay? Steve? Um, Ali in goal, obviously. Trent Mm. picks himself for me. Um, I think he'll go with Matip and van Dijk. Okay. Um, it'll be a game where Matip can join in a little bit for me in terms of... Because they don't offer much up front, but mm-hmm. they really... Could be famous last words, but <laughs> we've said that before. Um, maybe Robbo. Um, I agree with the same midfield as, as John, as your dad. Um, I think that will be what we start with. Mm-hmm. And also go with the same front three. So, so some of it's quite easy to do and some yep. of it's not. But I think it's in a way game against the difficult side that will we'll pose us questions... And we need to impose what we do well, and I think the the usual suspects do that for me. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I I like the Canarte shout actually, and because I, I, in my head I'm trying to, I know again we always do this. Like Klopp talks about one game at a time, but also he also gets handed a spreadsheet with like information about what he can and can't use in terms of footballers, and they and the guys around him who who future plan. And I look at the Arsenal game, and I'm trying to work out what centre half I want for that. And I think what Arsenal have got is that youth and Pace and, and creativity and abundance. And my initial thought was, well, you'd have Kanate for that because he's faster. But I also thought us playing a, a rock solid, rock steady a, offside trap is going to be essential to shutting down what they do. And the understanding with Robbo, Van Dyke, Matip, trends for that one they, is they the Arsenal have, game.
1: They don't have a centre forward as such. Yeah. You know, so it's very difficult for a centre off. Yeah. You know, So you need someone who's got a little bit of nous.
0: And exactly. Yeah. So that, that's why I think it'll be Canate at the weekend. And I mean, I've, I've said on here,
1: and I've said it to everyone who listened, that you don't change your centre-backs ever yeah. if you don't need to. But it, the way that he's switched Matip and Canate all season... That there isn't really a, a drop off, I don't think. You know, yeah. so he can do either one, play either one. Yeah. I just think Matty, I worry about him. Yeah, you know, because he missed so much football since he arrived at the
0: club. The, if you've got a chance to give him a rest, then do. Yeah, I mean, it's to the point. You've got Forest at the week next weekend, yeah. Avenue, which is yeah. I, that will be penciled in for a rest for a lot of the bit. Like Edouard Van Dijk's not going to play that game. Salah's not going to play that game. Fabinho's not going to play that game, etc., etc. Um, so yeah, maybe there is a case where he might actually just to caveat all this before and, and be a bit of cowardice in picking my team here. He might. He, you, don't be shocked, actually, if he goes dead strong for this and almost picks the same team again yeah, well, got, for, for he the always, Arsenal. He always says if you've got four days in between, it's not a problem. Yeah, so. And the early kick-off on Saturday, this is as well, so that yeah, does, yeah, that yeah, does benefit us a little bit. But I would go, so I, yeah, I would bring Kanati in. The Simicast shot's interesting, but I think he'll go Robbo again, and again, and then Shimakash definitely starts against Forest. Midfield, I believe it'll be Henderson. I think it will be Elliot and... Cater, wow, whoa, that worries me. <laughs> just going for it. Um, I think the front three. I think it will be Bobby. I think it will be. I think it will be Jota, Firmino, Salah. For this, I think, I think because I think he needs to get. I think he needs the option of Firmino, um, sooner rather than later. And again, he's got such a great record against Arsenal, and just making sure that he's he's as right for that as possible but also there is a degree to which I quite agree with both of your teams and maybe I'm just doing it to be different (laughs) (laughs) Um, let us know your 11s let's Uh, hope the clock doesn't do that yeah Um, the club legends have been putting their 11s in Scotty's got Ali, Trent, Verge, Matabrobo, Fab, Thiago, Hendo, Mo, Bobby, Diaz, Jono, uh, uh, Costas, Virgil, Canate, Trent, Fabinho, Thiago, Hendo again, Mane, uh, Mo, Mane, Diaz, uh, and similar uh, Nate Sarun here. He's put Canate in at centre half, um, and he's kept Jones in the midfield with Fabinho and Hendo, so he played well against Inter, and again, Diaz, Mane, Mohamed Salah up front as well. Uh, and yeah, thank you to all those guys who've sent their suggestions in for that. Uh, let's have another little look then at uh, what's going on around the Premier League. There's games, uh, we're recording this Thursday, there's a couple of games still to be played. Uh, they are today, Thursday. There's Leeds are playing Villa Southampton are playing Newcastle uh, and Norwich host uh, Chelsea slash ho- <laughs> Norwich hosting a beating um, is a good way to look at that. Heading to the weekend then obviously we play first which is another really, really good thing and City actually play last on the weekend they play Monday night against Chris but Palace. Mm. Now, Palace. Um, uh, Bogey club. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, again, this has become the segment of the show, that where we discuss uh, hypothetical situations in which Man City might slip up. Um, no expectations on this whatsoever. But Palace have, have done a number of them already. They've the
1: best record against City than any club in the Premiership. Yeah, because mm. they beat
0: them. Yeah. It's not very many teams do that. Yeah, yeah. So the, there's a little bit of hope in that, isn't it, Steve? I kind
2: of. Went into the season thinking, you know, they did a sack race thing, and I thought, can it work for Vieira? It absolutely has. I put money on them to go down this season. And he's proved us all wrong, credit to him. They are ultra brave. Mm-hmm. And I've often said against City, if you're brave, you get the opportunity to get something. It's a free hit. They're safe. They're not going anywhere. They're in the Premier League next year, barring a total collapse and a disaster. So why not tell the lads to go out and enjoy themselves and express themselves and play with a bit of freedom? In Zaha, and I think it's Elise. I think I say it, that they're, they're, they're going to ask questions of City's back back three or four, and, and, and no Diaz because of the muscle injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Um, why not? We're clutching, but we'll do keep doing it, won't we? We
0: saw it with Palace, you know. They, they, they very
2: intelligent running, put us yeah. under
0: problems there. You know, putting effectively putting two up top at one point and breaking our defensive line, breaking the offside trap, causing those issues because you're right. They've got pace. They've not just got pace to burn. They've actually got pace in reserve as well. You know, they've got a, a squad point where they can bring in a, a couple of extra lads, not necessarily stellar quality, but bring. Those tireless attributes, They're the kind of thing that Athletes. you, yeah, 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 which is a bit, a bit of an oversimplification, of course, but that was the thing which we, we, we saw against them. We handled them to a point, but then if you can bring fresh legs on uh, at the 60-70 minute mark, who can carry on doing that, and you've kept your back four on for the full ninety, then yeah, Liverpool do it against teams all the time. Hopefully, Palace can do the well, same.
2: That's, that's Palace's thing, isn't it? Defensively, they're not brilliant. But they're much better in the in the opponent's half. So if, as I, if I'm a Palace fan, I want to see us go and try and bully City a bit because you can do that. So I'm going to go there and I want to see him have a go. And as with all this thing, if you can keep City out for 45, that's your best chance. Yeah.
0: And, it, and moreover, if you can if you can land a blow in that time, and we saw that sat that sat at the weekend they were playing Man United, that they hadn't dropped a single point from go once they'd gone. Ahead in in a football match, and you know, and it was and up until the point there was that stat where Laporte and Stones hadn't conce- hadn't like lost the game or conceded a goal in X amount of time, and then massively Man United did it. So hopefully there's a bit of blood in the water, and you are like the Palace thing is it's a bit of a free hit. You get a chance to, as as Vieira to go and put a bit of a marker down, really buy your fans into your project. Hopefully it can be a difficult place to go sell it Four 0 Man City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we all live. But we all live in hope, don't we? But again, it, it, it's an, we're on another. We're, it's another weekend where Liverpool play first, and that's all that matters. Go get Brighton done, and then you know they're there. Going, oh god, the, 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 the gap has been shortened. They've had all weekend to stew on it, and then they go to Sellers Park. knowing and the best case scenario is they can take it back out to. six six points again, and Liverpool are going to be playing again. The the beauty is they're under
1: pressure now. Every time they play after us, if we win, they know that we're getting closer. And of course, all the papers are full of, the the quadruples on. No one's talking about their possible
0: treble. Well, there was also about, it was the lowest viewed a Champions League game for it. We had an English side in the last sixteen or something. The sporting and understandably so. PSG were playing Real Madrid. You know, I think everyone was more bothered about that one. Yeah, but yeah. people don't care about Man City in the same way, which is funny because we dedicate a segment to them, literally every single one of these shows. Uh, we do because it' the relevant to us. But in the wider football and sphere, yeah, I, I, I like I like those things. I like playing into the psychology of that because Pep Guardiola hates that. He hates the fact that he doesn't get. <coughs> Held up and lauded for the magnificence of himself and everything he's done. Yeah,
1: I I think City are heading a bit towards what Barca became, which is boring as hell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, still a great side, beating people, but but he didn't want to watch the
0: boring. Well, no, because the the results are expected. Football needs drama. And Man City don't yeah. have drama. There's no, there's no drama to that. I often, rec- re, you know, refer to it as like you're ten seasons in on your footy manager save, and you've got all the best squad, you have got all the money, and you're top, and you just press and continue to get through it. Or when you cheat, and it's fun for a season or two, and you can buy everyone you want. But after a while, again, if there's no cl- the, the climbs off the thing and staying on top of the mountain in, in interesting ways, and they, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Um anyway, they'll get beat. Coette. I'm here for that I, uh, you know, I we, think Palace I, all do have the <laughs> whammy on them and uh, they'll give them trouble I hope. I certainly hope so and, and you're right uh, but we said this the other week about the Man, Man United thing City don't lose the games you expect them to struggle in mm. and so maybe that's actually a double-edged sword here to some extent but the point is they should war haul over Crystal Palace because if we're talking about how we should go and get a Get certain against Brighton away. Well, Brighton and Crystal Palace are on exactly the same points in the Premier League right now, and Palace have actually played a game more. So you know they've the, the Brighton are technically yeah. as good as, if not better, the better than these. Yeah, again, hope, just hope, hope the Palace, Palace fire. They, they've got a front line. They can score goals, can't yeah, yeah, Palace. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in terms of the other Premier League fixtures, just of any anything <laughs> of, of mild note for us: Everton, Wolves. At, feel hmm. a bit Everton are in a world of sorry. trouble here aren't they sorry for Everton they I, get beaten there it's yeah I mean it's it's a good assume. my sneaky feeling is Everton will stay up because I think they'll win most, games, most yeah. of their games at home
2: but they don't but but that game's huge because if the Wolves are quite capable of it even a 0-0 doesn't help Everton the yeah. Wolves are very capable of, but they're not in great form at the moment themselves mm. so you know if they lose that one at home The writing really is on the wall, isn't it? Yeah,
0: United Tottenham sat the 5 It's got all the hallmarks of... um Handing the keys to the top four to Arsenal, uh, with them both cutting each other's throats in, in, in this one. You know, no one really truly wins in that regard. Chelsea Newcastle, it'd be quite funny if Newcastle were to continue their good runner form in that one. You know, like now that Chelsea are potentially in the mud and Newcastle are the, the rich boys, this could be seen as like that. The handover ah, of the yeah, keys, changing to the, of the guards, to the kind treasure of treasure chest, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, Villa, West Ham, um, yeah, yeah, I get another one for the for, for the top four race and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, anyway, yeah, all eyes will, of course, be on Liverpool. And then on Monday night, uh, I, will, I am very much looking forward to forgetting that Palace play City on Monday and having the WhatsApp groups light up in the final five minutes when it's either level or City are behind. Yeah, That's man. the world I live for. Uh, after Liverpool wins, obviously, uh, and of course, um, yeah. If you want to get a little bit closer to this game, of course, um, if you're not aware of this, we now have access to Jurgen uh, Klopp uh, pre and post match press conferences. Press conference will be Friday, so stay tuned to the YouTube channel and of course, whatever your podcast and services are, because we put them out for free on there uh, so yeah keep your eyes peeled on all that good stuff and yeah post match as well we've added that to what we do uh, and don't forget as well that we've got some amazing stuff for you guys over on Redmen plus again I'm going to be talking to Neil Jones in a couple of hours time to get the latest on the Abramovich sanctions and what that means for Chelsea Football Club and by and large what that means for the Premier League uh, and of course what that means for us uh, so if you want to get some more uh, insightful analysis on that then come and join me over on there the debate show was great this week as well uh, we had a good old chat about whether Klopp stays Beyond 2024 Do we actually want Everton to get relegated Do you want Everton To get relegated No No I'm not bothered (laughs) <laughs> there you go, full full depth of feelings <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, we had a good old a good old chat about that and the incredible. Would you rather? Would you rather win the league um, if it meant City winning the Champions League, or would you rather win the Champions League if it meant City winning the league? Uh, yeah, really, really good show. Uh, all streaming exclusively over on Redmen Plus. So do get yourselves over there to check that mm. out. Uh, before we do wrap up, though, I want a score prediction. Three nil. that would be lovely. Yeah Just whatever it takes To have a reasonably Stress-free Afternoon Would be great Uh, Yeah that's sad Um, Liam Bento Has been a member For 14 months As a wonder kid On YouTube Sent a comment in By the way It said With Madrid going through Last night We could have an extra Opportunity to extend Our revenge tour 2021 2022 This fills a lot Of my waking moments This I am bang up For Real Madrid At any point In this competition This season I think think City Batter them and i think chelsea probably beat them if they get if they get them so i don't think we get them in a final so i would be more than happy to to take on real madrid that would be that would be very very nice indeed yeah let us know we'll be doing a live uh, show next Friday actually uh, for the Champions League draw Uh, so yeah if you haven't already subscribed on YouTube and click that notification bell then do just that if you're listening on podcasting services uh, give us a five star review leave a little review if you would as well that's always really good and definitely helps the podcasts uh, grow and all that good stuff and again if you want more from us why would you not want more from us Uh, we're great Uh, we've got more studio shows and of course documentaries features interviews and podcasts for your face and ears over on Redmen Plus right sounds gentlemen thank you so much you're welcome wonderful wonderful stuff hopefully Liverpool can smash Brighton everywhere put the pressure on Man City smash Arsenal and then smash everyone and win the quadruple that'd be great right